Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Welcome back to the second hour of the Simmons Car Care Show right here in beautiful Tucson, Arizona on ESPNTucson.com. 1490 AM, 104.9 FM. Simon Cast on two stations. All right. Now, the I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, along with me riding shotgun, Mr. Jim Mooney, for owner of Frontier Towing. And we covered a lot of stuff on towing and front-end alignments. We started out with what you can do to save gas, and we're going to continue with that right now. All right. We covered – good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jerry. Oh, you're, you're still there. Still, okay, buddy. I'm still here. Yeah, you're <laughs> you know, just – the neat thing about doing these things remote, you have to check in every now and then to find out if everybody's still on board. I'm still uh, on board. This portion of the show, go ahead. No, I'm still on board. All right, board. you're there. I'm excited. All right, good deal. <laughs> this, this portion of the show is brought to you by Automotive Specialist. Automotive Specialist, Mr. Test Don't, Don't Guess, Brian Fuller. Talked to Brian yesterday. He had a week where his... his did you ever, ever just have a couple of days to where you're you're all computerized and all of a sudden you have your internet's down, uh, your computer system crashes? Well, that's how Brian's week went this year, this week uh, on top of a full schedule. So uh, anyway, automotive specialist, Mr. Brian Fuller. He's located at 3611 West Ina Road. That's Mr. Test first on guess. You can Google him and come up with Brian now. He's at Meredith and Ina in the Bookman's Plaza. 572-1734 is the business phone. 572-1734. Brian's cell number is 237-3852. 237-3852. Uh, his website is automotive specialist. AZ.com. Automotive Specialist AZ.com. And you can go there. It's easy to, it's a very good website. And he is good. He's just flat good. He's good in diagnostics. He works on just about everything in the world. He's got a state-of-the-art front-end alignment equipment. He does a lot of alignment, a lot of four-wheel alignments. Um, So, you know, Brian, uh, and he'll be back on the show as soon as he gets everything straightened out with a little catastrophe that they've had this past year, a little happening. So we'll bring him on. All right. 
Now, let's get back. I want to finish out the fuel-saving techniques that I know that work. And uh, also, I've Googled it and come out. What? Uh, you got a caller waiting on the line, Jerry, if you're ready to take them. Well, yeah, let's go ahead with the caller, and then we'll come back to the fuel. Who we got? Uh, we got uh, Jerry on line one. Okay, let's talk to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'm talking to myself, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, it's what probably do been you? almost a year since I talked to you last, but uh, did you see where Michelin and General Motors have now come out? together and they have Michelin has come out with uh, no flat tires now and they're going to be on the I believe they said the 2023 starting on on the General Motors cars is it a no flat or run flat run flat no air Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't seen that yet. In other words, it doesn't yeah, have any air in it. It's got all the fiber, the plates and stuff on the inside. I don't know what they got on the inside. You know, the problem with the uh, run flat is the speed. They had to get past the speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And evidently, yeah, they have developed it now, and they're going to come out on the new General Motors cars. So you might want to look that up, because I think that would be interesting. They're saying now that will be less waste than the uh, dump. Sure. Sure, environmental. And they last about they last about three times longer. And I I didn't hear if they're running the run flats on them or if they're running the puncture proof, where you can put a nail in them, and they've got all sorts of uh, uh, composites on the inside of them that allow you to run that. Yep. What I heard, the run flat with no air, and they're supposed to last three times longer than a normal tire. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yes, I I did a show on uh, run flats here a few months ago or something like that. But I will look it up. I want to see if it's a, a where you puncture a tire. If it is a run flat, it lets all the air out and it goes down to a certain point, and then you have to just slow yeah. your speed down to about fifty miles an hour, and you can run it actually with no air in it, but you still have enough sidewall to keep it up off the ground. I will right. check that out, Jerry. Okay. Thank you, I buddy. thought I told that at you. Uh, you have sure. a good day. All right, buddy. You do the same. Have a nice weekend. Thanks for the call. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. All right, so that's going to be coming here pretty quick. I'll research all of that. I'll make sure that we're talking about the same thing, which is a run flat. I do know a little bit about it. I'm going to research and make sure that they haven't come out with something new. Uh, you well, know, I, they're always I, always improving their stuff, so we'll find out just how much they've done. All right. Well, I think the what fuel. he meant, 
Well, okay, well, I think what he meant was the airless tire. Yeah. Have, have you seen I, the, I'm the airless not, tire? I'm not sure. That's the reason I'm going to research it. <laughs> well, I, I've I, heard of that. I've seen I've seen the composition in it, and I'm going, wow, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know what the ride quality is, but, you know, technology, where it's at, I'm sure they probably duplicated the ride quality. But I will research that and find out about it because, I mean, I think that's the greatest thing in the world. I, I, I do about two nail repairs and and sheet metal screws and stuff like that, that, uh, yes, I'd be interested in something like that. So I think that's great if they come up with something like that, uh, but I want to find out what the mileage is on them. They say it's better. We'll find out. And then I'll research this and bring it to the show, and then we'll we'll hash it out. All right, back to fuel economy. Clean air filter has to be clean air filter. You need a clean air filter. If you're driving a diesel and you're pulling with a dirty air filter, you're going to lose power. It's not going to pull. I had to pull a filter out going to uh, uh, Pine Top, coming out of the Salt River Canyon. It would not pull. And I got out and started checking it. It just I couldn't pull out the canyon. And I actually had to pull the air filter out of a turbo vehicle and put it in the back floorboard, and then I drove on up, I was able to get in it, fired up, pull it on up a mountain. So it's starvation of air to a diesel. Got to have air in a diesel. If you go through a haboob and you fill up your air filter, you get that son of a gun changed because you don't have the same grease that you do with a gasoline vehicle. Diesel will shut down. That's basically what mine done. I lost probably 60, 70% of the horsepower. So clean the air filter. That's that's something that you should check. And, uh, you know, I've seen everything from, well, change your air filter once a year. Then you've got monitors on them that will tell you when the air filter is actually dirty. Okay. But you need to change the air filter. Check it on a regular basis. Uh, I'd say about once every three months, depending on how bad the weather is and what kind of dirt and stuff is floating around. Plan your trips around town. In other words, if you go to the grocery store and it's six miles and you've got to go to a parts house at seven miles, do them both at the same time. You know, but don't go to the grocery store and buy milk and then plan on going into a parts house. Oh, I'll just run in and grab it. You may be in there about another 20, 30 minutes. Meanwhile, you got your milk sitting in the vehicle cooking. So the milk is going to go bad premature and whatever you have in there that's frozen is going to start thawing out. So plan your trips around town. Out on the uh, out on the road, you've already got it planned. I know what's going on there, but around town, plan your trips, and you'll save a lot of lot, you'll save a lot of fuel in it in the process. Uh, tune up the vehicle. I say tune the vehicle. Make sure that the vehicle has an opportunity to do what it's supposed to do. Now Jim and I were talking about. Jim said it's nothing more than a vacuum pump. The engine's a vacuum pump. That's what Brian says, too. It's a vacuum pump. If you don't keep it clean, keep the air going through it, what happens to it, Jim? It quits running. It stops running. It quits. If it can't move the air properly, it just it does not work at all. The engine brings right. air in. It, it compresses it. It ignites it, and it pushes air out. If it cannot flow that air through the, through the uh, engine, it, it just does not work. We were talking about this last week, Jerry. Was we were talking about carburetors, and the and the and we're talking about the Holly CFM seven hundred and fifty CFM yep. double pumper. 
and we talked about mm-hmm. you know the size the size of the box you know that's for 750 right. cfm or 700 cfm 70 feet long 10 feet wide a foot high you know or or two feet high and 35 feet long that's as big as a car almost that's half the size of a car so yeah without with no air going in there it doesn't work and if the air goes in and it doesn't it doesn't burn correctly it doesn't work either so tune up very well, important on cars Fuel filters on, on cars, if you have a dirty air filter, you're not going to be getting the fuel economy you're supposed to have. Uh, you know, on a combustion engine, at one time they were saying that uh, you, your air fuel mixture is 14.7 to 1. Now, uh, these cars are computer controlled, and you can get air going in that's uh, 17 to 1 mixture, okay, which is thinner air, more fuel, or same fuel, thinner air. So that's computer controlled. But if you screw with that air, going into that engine, everything kind of goes out the window. But I know if you have a dirty air filter on a gas-burning vehicle, if it's dirty, your fuel economy is going to start slipping and you're going to start scratching your head wondering what's going on because the vehicle, after all, it sounds like it's running just perfect, and yet your fuel economy has dropped. Check that air filter. Check your exhaust system. Make sure everything's open. Just remember, what goes in an engine has got to get out of an engine. So if you've got a plug catalytic converter, you're going to have some issues. Uh, if you've got a plug muffler up, or your mufflers come apart, you're going to have issues. If you've got dirty air filter or a bad uh, mass air uh, flow sensor, you're going to have bad fuel economy. So all of this plays. And that goes in with when you get a tune-up, these guys are supposed to check this stuff. It's supposed to be checked. The vehicle needs to be tuned up properly. If you've got worn out spark plugs, you're going to have, uh, if you have a dead cylinder from a, a V8, you can run a dead cylinder on a V8 and you've got seven other cylinders carrying it and you're not paying attention, uh, you can start taking your exhaust system out, the catalytic converter, because you've got a dead cylinder pumping raw gas going down through the exhaust. And then it goes into the catalytic converter. The catalytic converter has two choices. Either burn it at a uh, accelerated heat inside that can destroy the substrates in there and the cat, or it'll plug up because it's too much and it can't process all of it. So good tune-up, constant tune-up. Now I was talking to Scott over at Parker, and he was talking about basically the same thing. He says, if you will, it costs anywhere from twelve to eighteen hundred average maintenance cost annually on these vehicles. So if you're looking at twelve to eighteen hundred, that includes like four times a year going in to have the oil changed or service or just check and stuff like that. That includes a front end alignment check and all of this. And he said, if you need to start budgeting. You know, so if you don't, if you can't write a check for twelve hundred or eighteen hundred dollars, uh, <coughs> or a major service or something, you need to actually set up a savings account on on just auto repair, and put the money in there. You're looking anywhere from ten to fifteen cents a mile is what it averages out. But you can do your own math. Take twelve hundred dollars or eighteen hundred, and divide it by three hundred and sixty-five days. And that'll tell you basically what you should have if you don't drive it on a Saturday and Sunday. Another thing that Scott was telling me from over there is people, when the weather gets cold, in other words, when it's not um, 
Uh, it's no longer a heat issue. People, we relax, as he says. And a little bit of maintenance all time. Just do a little bit of maintenance all time, and then you won't be hit with these big numbers. I will tell you, Brian Fuller will tell you, Scott or Ryan at Parker Automotive will tell you, if you don't maintain these vehicles, when you take it in because, oh, it's not running right, something's causing a problem. I will tell you, there's two types of maintenance. One is preventive maintenance, which is a lot cheaper than breakdown maintenance. Breakdown maintenance maintenance can say, okay, the car is actually telling you, you will take me in for to have it repaired. In other words, you're on the car schedule. And you may even have to call Frontier Towing to have his car picked up at that point to get it to a shop. Preventive maintenance is when you put it on your schedule and you go in and you have this thing inspected. I know it. Scott knows it. Brian Fuller knows it. If you just wait and go in and just willy-dilly, willy-nilly or whatever, and then you expect us to check this vehicle out, and we come back and we call you up and say, hey, by the way, this is what you've got going. So what you thought was going to be around anywhere from $65 to $150 is now uh, $400, $500, $600 because it hadn't been maintained. A little bit, I, I thought that was a heck of a tip from uh, Scott over there. Do a little bit of maintenance at all time, and then you won't have these big bills slapping you in the face. Uh, by the way, Parker Automotive, uh, Scott was telling me, he said, the pack rats are alive and well. If you don't drive a car, they try to eat it. <laughs> and and that, that makes total sense. <laughs> so, you know, pack rats constantly look for them. Try to protect your car as much as you can because it can get very expensive and like an overnight session at the gourmet table from a pack rat. Uh, but remember, <laughs> when the heat goes away, we relax. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, they also, at Parker Automotive, they have a shuttle service. They will pick up and deliver your vehicles. They have a three-year nationwide warranty. They do sell tires, in-house alignments, state-of-the-art equipment. Parker Automotive, 5101 East Speedway, 323-1964. You can talk to Scott or Ryan. In fact, I'm working to try to get Scott, Mike, to release Scott to be on the radio program, and we'll introduce you to his head service guy over there. And, But I just think that this is excellent. The other thing he was talking about is headlights. He said he was reading a stat on the headlights on this uh, this frosting that we have out here on the covers on the outside that cuts down your light at night where you, you think, oh, my gosh, my, my glasses must be going bad because I can't see quite as clear. Headlights, you can lose 28 to 38% of the light coming out of those bulbs just from hazed headlight covers. And they also do that over at Parker Automotive. So you can get in and get those done. You can get those done at Spectrum, too. And you can get them done at Brian Fuller's place or Simmons. But 
They do it over there also at 5101 East Speedway, and they do a heck of a job at it. Good quality shop. Uh, talk to them. Very knowledgeable. ASC trained technicians. Uh, it's just a, it's a way to go. But shuttle service, pickup and delivery service, three-year national warranty. They sell tires. They do in-house alignment. They've got the big fancy equipment like I do and like Brian does. And so you can get it all. It's a, like a one-stop shop. They do air conditioning. Uh, and he also said, be sure and tell them that uh, winter's headed. So you want to get a winter inspection, uh, for lack of a better term. Have it inspected to make sure that everything's up to snuff and you're ready to go into the wintertime so that you don't get caught uh, calling Frontier Toe and say, come and get it. It quit on me. My battery's dead. Batteries last 24 to 30 months in Tucson on the average. So if you don't know when you purchase your battery later, you can, while you're at Parker, getting your uh, oil changed or getting a front-end alignment or whatever your needs are, uh, they can check your battery and tell you approximately how much life this battery has left in it. It's based on cold cranking amps. And get that thing handled at the same time. 323-1960. Parker Automotive Service Center. Speak with Scott. You'll love it. You'll love it. And he, the technical word for that winter thing is winter inspection. Get that winter inspection done. Make sure you're good to go before it's too late. All right. So we're back to the fuel economy. Fuel economy, tune, tune your vehicle up. Lighten the load. You don't need to carry a kitchen sink and an engine block and a back into your SUV. Uh, lighten that load up because it takes energy to move it. And if you want to see how effective this thing is, don't check your tires and run low tires. <laughs> don't do a tune-up. Don't do a front-end alignment. And then put an engine block in the back end of it and see where your your fuel economy takes a trip. And it will take a trip. Uh, any questions you have about that, 719-1490, 719-1490. We'll be happy to entertain any questions you have on the fuel. Fuel is going up, as I said in the last hour. The gas prices is heavy. California is already at 458 a gallon. So it's here. It's coming. I don't see any, any quick release. And also, keep in mind, we're still having problems getting parts in on time to fix uh, cars because of the slowdown in the manufacturing process. I understand that uh, there's a issue with rolling electrical outs in China. And so a lot of stuff that comes from China, a huge amount comes from China, I should say, and I understand that you can over there right now, and it's really not publicized, but you can drive down, you'd be driving down the streets and all of a sudden all the stoplights go out because they've cut back on the electric. I guess it's called a rolling, uh, shutdown or something like rolling power outage, like uh, California has over on occasion. So heads up, we still can't get the parts in on time. I talked to a car dealership. They're having problems getting vehicles in. They're foreign car specialists, and they can't get cars in to even sell them. They are having problems getting parts in to fix them. And so it's it's kind of a mess out there right now. So when you take your vehicle in, be prepared to leave it a couple extra days just because 
we don't know if that part's available until we actually make the call. And we don't know what parts to order until we actually see the vehicle to make the call. Uh, we have people that's coming back over at Simmons on stuff that needs to be done, but it's not critical as long as you stay around town. And what we'll do is we'll get it in, we'll diagnose it, we'll button that thing back up and let the customer drive his vehicle until that part actually shows up a week, a week and a half. And then we recall the client, get them back in and fix the car. At least we know got, we have the part, the right part on premise. If we don't get the right part when we order it and it comes in, we will be making a phone call to you and say, hey, Jerry or Jim, uh, we don't, they sent us the wrong part. Now we got the process to go again, but we're just, I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's actually going on in automotive repair. And uh, that, you can put that in your little cabinet and do fine. All right, we got another caller, but before we go to that, I was remiss in giving out the tickets to Tucson Speedway for the first hour. So now this is what we're going to do. We're going to give out four family packs of four to callers. One, two, three, four. Call 719-1490. That's for the race tonight. There are four, four, <laughs> four each family packs of four. For callers one, two, three, four on seven one nine fourteen ninety is a call in. And anybody else that wants to call in and talk to us on the show, seven one nine fourteen ninety, and Jim and I will be happy to take your call. All right, let's go to the phones. Who we got? Uh we got Ryan on line one. Okay. Ryan. All right, let's talk to Ryan. Ryan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, um, Question I have for you guys in regards to fuel economy. When you start talking about you know trucks and fuel economy, nobody really thinks that they're going to have good fuel economy. But they're putting these diesels in these half-ton trucks now, and I happen to be in the market for a new truck. I got a growing family, and I want to get a bigger truck. Um, sure. Is it worth it to go with the half-ton diesel because you're saving the fuel on it, even though diesel is more, or is it better to go with one of the smaller half-ton trucks that maybe get better gas mileage or just go with the three-quarter, one-ton and get it that way because, I mean, I don't know what the gas mileage is on a three-quarter diesel such as a as a Ram 2500 or even a Ford because they don't really mm-hmm. list them. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have to list the fuel economy on it. I drive a 2018 yeah. Dodge three-quarter ton. Uh, around town, I can get about 17.2. Out on the freeway, I can get up to 26, depending on what the speed limit is and where I'm driving. Uh, as far as uh, what are you going to be doing with this truck? So, like, I family, can t- probably just I, their, uh, camper trailer, you know, nothing that's going to be too heavy, nothing like a over 8,000 pounds, 9,000 pounds. Okay. And how many kids do you have you got to load in this truck? Three. Three. Okay. Okay. All right. So you'll 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 probably wind up with a four door truck, and because that's the way you it works really well. A lot of people are doing that. I would look at it. One, I did the fuel calculation on my diesel versus the gas burners. The fuel economy on the gas burners anymore is really really good. 
The one truck that my wife has, it gets about 16 and a half around town. It's the Echo Boost with a twin turbo. Uh, GM can get the same. They got the cylinder deactivators on them. Uh, if you keep your foot out of the floorboard, and I mean there's an accelerator mounted above the floorboard, if you keep your foot out of the floorboard with it, with a pedal between your foot and floor, you're going to get some pretty good fuel economy. Uh, Dodge makes them, but Dodge is very economical. Ford is very economical. Dodge is very economical. Uh, GM is very e- economical. The horsepower that these little motors are putting out now is sufficient to pull any 8,000 pounds you want to hook to it with a half ton. Uh, as far as saving money or the reason to buy the diesel is the fuel savings. You've got to drive that diesel 140,000 miles before you will see realize the difference between the fuel and the gasoline. I have done the math. I've done it on the 06. I did it on the 93 that I had, and I'm doing it on the 2018. And I have, you've got to drive almost 150,000 miles before the fuel economy even comes in. If you don't need a diesel to pull that load, and they make a lot of gas burners out there that will pull that load now because everybody's increased their horsepower, everybody's increased their torque, they got variable valve timing. These things are set up to work. I went, I actually did not want a diesel in 2018. I wanted to see what that 6.4 Dodge at Big Block had. Now Ford's got that monster 7.3 that they put in the three quarter tons and the fuel economy on it on any gas burner. When you put, if you're getting 17 mile per gallon and you hook a trailer to it, you're going to drop about five mile per gallon on a gas burner. I run around town at 17.2. I tow a horse trailer around town with the horses in it, or my two mules, and I get 16.5. So the, it's not that far away, mainly because the torque on the bottom end, you don't have to have the RPM to get the horsepower or the torque pulling power. And so that's the advantage on the diesel. But what you're doing, uh, you can save the money over the cost of that diesel versus the gas burner, and you can buy just about anything you want to in a half ton, as long as you don't get that itty-bitty one. And the itty-bitty ones, like the 5.3 Chevrolet, heck, those things have 300 horsepower now. And uh, But the torque, just remember, the torque's going to be lower. When you hook that trailer to it, yeah, you're going to get uh, lower fuel economy, but the price of the difference between the regular gas that you're going to be running in your truck as a gas burner and what you're going to be paying for the diesel, you're going to, well, right now it's 305, 304 for gasoline and it's 320 a gallon for diesel. So if you're buying it just for the purpose of the diesel and a diesel has to be maintained, they're more expensive to maintain than a gas burner. Uh, they're not as forgiving if you don't maintain them as a gas burner is. So for your purpose, I'd get me a good four-door, half-ton, something that'll carry your family for the next five years, and I'd, I'd get a gas burner. If all you're planning on getting is an eight, you can go up to about ten to 12,000 pound towing capacity with any of your half-ton now with a decent-sized engine. And most of them have the towing capacity listed on the information packet of these vehicles that you can pick up online. You can say, how much can I tow with a 5.3 Chevy? And they'll give you the numbers. 
So I think you're going to be good depending on what you want, what's your preference. What do you like? Do you like Fords? Do you like Chevys? Do you like Dodgers? Well, I like Dodgers. What do you like? I that, that don't get as much, uh, don't get as good, good of fuel economy and aren't putting out the same power as those, um, as those Eco Boosts are. Oh, the the Eco Boost. Are you referring to what? Eco Boost Ford the, or yeah, the diesel? No, the Ford F one fifty Eco Boost. Those are getting a lot of horsepower and a lot of towing capacity, as compared to, I mean, the the Ram fifteen hundred, right? I mean, that's what I I thought I was reading correctly. Well, the Ram fifteen hundred has a cylinder deactivator on them too. If you're cruising down the freeway and you get your foot off the accelerator and you hit cruise control, until you actually accelerate, it runs on four cylinders instead of eight. So the the argument there, and the Ram will pull, the Chevy will pull, the Ford, now I'm referring to gas burners, and when you're doing the gas, you can get it pull 8,000 pounds, 10,000 pounds, 12,000 pounds. Now, one, most people, when they get a travel trailer, the average mileage on an RV is only 7,000 miles a year. If you use it, and that's on a, like a Class A, Class C. And travel trailers, if you go to the lakes once every uh, once a month, uh, you can afford to lose the five mile per gallon going up there. And I'm telling you, that four cylinder will not show up if you're towing. You're gonna you could be running eight cylinders. So if you're doing that, then you can you can afford to drive a gas burner and even take the hit on the once a month run to the lakes or up the White Mountains camping. But I yeah. have done the math on the diesel fuel mileage and on the vehicles. There's I have a F two F one fifty with the Echo Boost in it. And I can drive it one way and get 17.1. My wife can drive it and get 15.5 to 16. But she sits there and pumps the accelerator. And I'm going, why do you do that? Do what? All you got to do is look at the RPM gauge, and it'll it'll show you if you're pumping the accelerator. <laughs> so oh, yeah. she tries to put extra fuel in it for some reason. Echo Boosts are very expensive if you don't take care of them. If the timing chain goes out, it's a nightmare. It's a very expensive. And, you know, whatever you get, make sure you get the extended warranty. Cover you to 100,000 miles, whether it be a Ford, Dodge, Chevy. Get the extended warranty on these things. I don't care whose extended warranty you get, but get one. And most of the time, you have up to 36 months before you have to make a decision on the extended warranty. But all of them have to be serviced. All of them are good vehicles. Uh, you know, and I, I really don't see where you can go wrong buying the Dodge, uh, or buying a Chevy or buying a Ford. You know, pick your favorite color, get your extended warranty and enjoy the vehicle. They're all okay. good vehicles now. All right. That's good. Right? Thank you. But I did it. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. Purchasing a new vehicle, boy, that, that gets to be, I mean, when you stop and think about it, most people buy a vehicle because they like the color. <laughs> well, very true. I, I like the color. Huh? Don't you, Jim? I do. I, 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 that's why I never bought a new vehicle, because I don't like the colors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you can take it over to Spectrum and have a color put on it that you like if it, if you don't. But if you're buying a pre-owned I vehicle, thought about that. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's go to the other caller, and then we'll come back to the subject. All right. Who we got? Uh, you guys got Javier now from uh, HBO. Javier. About time Javier showed up. I guess he woke up and had his second <laughs> cup of coffee. Good morning, Javier from Spectrum Ina Road Auto Collision. Good morning, Jerry. How are you guys? Long time. Yep, we're we're wound up. We're you know we're doing a Saturday morning program, just enjoying it too much. All right, now you want to talk about HBO something? You want to explain that to the listeners because I'm yeah, I absolutely. Uh, thanks for uh, having me, having me on the radio this morning, Jerry. And uh, yes, we do do the reason why we call it Spectrum Auto Collision is because. We can paint anything, any color in the spectrum of the rainbow. So there you go. If you don't well, find a color out of the dealership, which I think the colors today really are, I have no idea who is making those decisions. Well, shame on them. But uh, so, um, so very uh, good news for uh, Tucson. And that is uh, especially the uh, Marana area. Uh, HBO contacted the uh, Marana Chamber of Commerce, and basically they wanted to revive the old Pueblo. But HBO contacted me, uh, I guess, I have no idea why, but uh, they decided that I would have a little bit of a contact with some individuals and what they want to do is they, they are going to be shooting a couple movies here in Tucson, and they're going to be, be bringing back the film industry back to town. What they wanted to do is uh, have me uh, spread the word that they'll be looking for uh, the uh, daily average 1965 to 1972 cars. doesn't have to be muscle cars. Tucson than with you. 
Okay. Did they say anything about how many cars they're going to need? As many as they can. As many as they can get. All right. right. Now, my next question is, who do they call? What's the contact number on this? Okay. There's going to be an email. Um, they, they did not give me a phone number. So basically, okay. the email that I'm going to share with you is uh, basically you just uh, write to Mary Ellen Aviano, and I'll spell it in a little bit. So Mary Ellen Aviano is the person that's putting all the transportation uh, together for this film. And what she wants is a picture of the car, and then there's obviously a little um um, anything that you want to say about that vehicle, it's fine. So it's pretty simple. Um, her uh, la- her first name is Mary Allen, and that's with an E. So it's Mary. That would be M as in Mary, A as in Apple, R as in Robert, R as in Robert, Y as in Yankee, E as in Echo, double L, E-N, and the last name is Aviano, and that is A as in Apple, V as in Victory, I as in Ina, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar. Her email address where you're going to be submitting a request is, again, Aviano at HPO, P as in Peter, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, D as in David, dot com. So maryellen.aviano at hboproductions.com. Or they can call me at the office, and uh, I'll be more than happy to our staff will be more than happy to give that information. Okay, or call Javier at uh, Cold Spectrum. 520-744-4454. Well, I can give them your cell number. Huh? Or I can give them your cell number. I won't know anything about it. You're, you're, this is your. This is your. That. <laughs> I'll put it out for you, but I don't have it. No. <laughs> no Every time great. I get involved in something like this, I wind up with it. Um, right. All right. Well, spell the last name Aviano. A V I N I O. Is that correct? Correct. A as an apple. V as in victory. I as in Ina. A as an apple. N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, Aviano. It's a Mexican Aviano. spelling. A V I N. A V I A A N O. Aviano. A V A. No, A V I. I A N. Is that correct? Keep going. That's it. Okay, got it. Um, all right. 
So for the people on this, uh, you know, if you have questions, you want to go to Mary. And you spelt Mary kind of weird. You spelled it M-A-R-R-Y-E? Correct. L-L-E-N. So it's Mary Ellen. And then dot. Dot. The last name. Aviano. It's dot Aviano at HBO. Productions.com. Yeah. Production is abbreviated okay. by P-R-O-D. Production is abbreviated at... So that would be at H-B-O-P-R-O-D.com. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, so I think we finally got that straightened out. Uh, and this thing is, you know, so for the people out there, you gearheads out there, it's got these little hot rods and you got the Mustangs and you got anything classical, everything, anything, uh, station wagons, anything classic car between 65 and 72. Uh, Correct. it looks like we got a short time frame here. So you need to hustle. And, um, if, if you can't, uh, do the Marianne, uh, Aviano HBO P-R-O-D dot com. Then Correct. call Javier's shop at seven four four forty four fifty four or five twenty. I know we got some people out of town, but if people are just playing with their cars and want to spend a couple of weeks in Tucson, uh, get the rest of the information here. Do I understand there's compensation for the people that's driving these cars or something? A little gas uh, bill and the gas money. Uh, that is correct. Actually, um, if you're familiar, anytime you're in a uh, either sitcom or any kind of uh, movie production, uh, you become an extra. So the extra, basically, what they do is they do offer uh, some perks, and Mary Allen can uh, describe that to you. And you know, you'll be in the car, you'll be driving the car, or you'll be by the car, wherever they want you to do. You'll be in it, so it's not like they're going to borrow your car and blow it up or anything, but uh, it's just I think um, they're not giving me too much information as far as what the uh, film is going to be about, but uh, uh, Mm -hmm. you can just imagine 65 to 72, what uh, the era we're talking about, and I think it'd be neat to showcase some of these uh, wonderful cars that some of our um, uh, local Tucsonians have and uh, oh, yeah. make it a go and revive the film industry here in Tucson. Perfect. Perfect. All right, sir. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, thank we've you got guys. probably another weekend before the 11th is, and so I've got the information. I'll hit it again next weekend. Will that help? Uh, man, that would be a blessing, Jerry. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. We'll, we'll do that again because this is something that will involve the community and their surrounding communities. So for the ones of you, you gearheads out there, uh, people own these classic cars and stuff, put it in your uh, clubs and tell the people what's going on. If you do have a question on it and you don't, you forgot or you didn't have a pencil and paper to write down the um, email address, Go ahead and call Spectrum Ina Road Auto Collision at uh, 744-4454, and they can get you the information. They'll help you get the information that you're looking for. And, and pass and the again, word. 
Yeah, and again, it it, it could be just uh, a daily driver. It could be doesn't have to be a muscle car. It can just be something that you have uh, in the barn somewhere and you want to take it out. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. They're just, uh, they want to set that scene for that uh, period of time. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, sir. We will get Thank on you. it. You guys have a, continue to have a wonderful day and don't forget to wax your card, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to bring it over and you can wax that darn thing. It's so big, I have to use a ladder to get around it. Right. There All you right, go. Buddy. Thanks, Mark. All right, you guys have a great time. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. Bye. All right, so now you have it. Anybody that uh, wants it, Javier, you can, if you didn't write down the uh, email address, 744-4454, uh, Spectrum Minor Road Auto Collision, and you can get the information on this. They're looking for cars, classic cars, between 65 and 72. Drivers, you know, something that can be driven on the street. Uh, and, by the way, they did have cars that looked brand new back in those days. And uh, people were taking care of them. And, uh, you know, so if you've got something a little rust on it, that's an that's plus. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to take it out. You know, if you're in process of uh, putting a car together and all you, you're down to the paint and whatever, uh, put the car out there and drive. You know, check it out. Find out. That'll be fun. It'll give you guys something else to do. <laughs> it's like a modified cruise-in. But, um, you know, be prepared. Get the, get the information. Get the information from the lady putting this thing on and she can tell you what uh, if there's the money related in it, uh, the paying of the extras, and get all of that handled. And you will be uh, you will be fine. You will be fine. You'll enjoy it. All right. You know, I've, I've got to get these a uh, couple of ads in here. I didn't realize we'd went through two hours so fast. Merrellsautomotive.com. Merrellsautomotive.com. They got ten stores in Tucson, and then they got them scattered out all around the state. They got them down in. Um, uh, Sierra Vista, uh, behind the Sierra Suites Hotel. They got them in Marinci, got them in Globe, got them in Casa Grande and Green Valley. So they have uh, competitive prices, foreign, domestic, and even 18-wheeler parts. The counter people are super knowledgeable. But if you want to find out where the closest Merrill's is in Tucson, go to merrillsauto.com, and they will give you a list of the shops that they have available. And that'll keep you out of trouble. Don't forget the machine shop service that Merrill's offers at 15 West Ajo. They do rotor turning. They do flywheel resurfacing and drum turning over there. And they're open on Saturday. So you can get that taken care of also. Uh, Lens Auto Brokerage. Lens Auto Brokerage. For any used cars, you can go to lensautobrokerage.com and review their website. They have their inventory on their website. You can go to desertrv.com, and they have the same thing. It's set up. They've got the inventory listed. So you've got lensautobrokerage.com and desertrv.com, a division of Lens, and it's down uh, down the road a little bit. Uh, Frontier Towing, that's my buddy on that's sitting there listening to me ramble on right now, and Jim Mooney. Uh, Frontier Towing, I can't say enough about them. 748-1100. Write it down, put it in your dash, hang on to it. You're going to need it eventually. Uh, and for the callers in, I hope we got all four tickets gone. Tucson Speedway, 
Uh, Andrew, do we have all the tickets gone? Do you have anything left? Andrew? What was that, Jerry? Do you have any tickets left that didn't go? Oh, yes, we do. We have uh, two pairs, actually. Or I guess two two pairs of tickets. Two four packs left going to Tucson Speedway tonight for the first two callers that call in, and we're running out of time. So 719-1490, 719-1490 for the other two four-packs of tickets that we've got still available. And I apologize for not putting it out last hour. It just didn't quite fit with my brain, I guess. But anyway, I've got it out now, so here we go. And all right, let's see, where, where, where are we at, Jim? Well, I'll finish up with your HBO thing. They came by my yard to look at cars. Uh-huh. Well, you and, definitely uh, got crash there. Yeah, we got a bunch of junk down here. They um, they want static displays. Um, <clears throat> what they were looking for also on, on top of the, the 65 to 72 or 57, whatever, you know, I mean, in 1965, they had 57 Chevy trucks, right? So... Mm-hmm. Just don't forget that it did back up a few years. They're looking for teardrop trailers, little little little, little old teardrop trailers to tow behind your oh, yeah. behind your Bel Air wagon, and they wanted a yeah. a food truck, you know, a truck with the with the diamond plate aluminum on it, you know, one you know a concession truck, oh, yeah. you know, an old concession. They were looking for something like that. That's what they were. They looked at a bunch of. Stuff that we got laying around here. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. and it was mostly static displays, so I wasn't wasn't like I was going to be driving them around. So, uh, <laughs> right. but they need to tow it around. We tow them. I've towed a bunch of stuff for movie theaters and and uh, productions that have come here to Tucson over the years. Towed stuff, supplied stuff, supplied burn vehicles, supplied all kinds of junk that uh, to make well, them look great. Yeah, I know you've towed vehicles to me when I do live remotes at schools and stuff or car shows, and you actually take the crash car in uh, that where people are texting and driving, and they had a fatality, and you actually park the car out. That was a big hit. People look at that thing, go, "Holy cow!" So you've Holy been, Toledo. of course, you've been a part of Simmons forever. It seems like <laughs> everything from search and rescue. All the way down to, okay, I'll put your car out there. What do you need? You know, it's so I appreciate you very much, big guy. I really thank, well, you, thank you a lot. And um, that. so that's good information on those. I didn't, I, I had no idea. I didn't even know HBO was sniffing around Tucson until Javier called me. Now you tell oh. me. See, you don't tell me nothing. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I didn't even think about it because, you know, you, the day goes on, people come in, you know, and it's like anything, that's tire kickers, you know, do they want the stuff? I don't know. They came in, they snapped about 50 photos, they left. And like Javier said, they've yeah. been just, they've been calling everybody. Everybody's got, he got called. There's, I know other people have gotten called. They all got called because they're looking for, you know, trying to amass this this uh, amount of vehicles so they can put in their shows. They, you know, sure. they didn't talk to me about drivers. They wanted stuff that could just sit in somebody's front yard and look like and look like it was a driver. Well, I've got that kind of stuff sure. around here. You air up the tires sure. and put it in the back, and you know, you can you can do the shot with the guy laying on the hood. Um, oh. So they they do that. Like I said they they were looking for other things, and 
that we were beating our heads around mm-hmm. thinking about teardrop trailers. <laughs> but, but you're asking for a tall yeah. order. We went out to the, the back and looked and found a couple that were kind of rough, but I, I think they could make something uh-huh. faster. So, um, at any rate, wow. it's all it's it's fun. It's fun well, to do that kind of stuff. They're pretty particular when they when they when they look for well, what I they're think- looking for. I think right now, if they're looking for 65 to 72, they need to be getting a hold of these car clubs around Tucson. I agree. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of car clubs around Tucson. There's a lot of uh, uh, cruise ends and stuff like that. But they need to infiltrate that. Because whoever's listening to the show that know these car, different car clubs, you need to pass the word. Pass the word and get your get your car on TV. Get your car on TV. And for the information, still, if you if you didn't catch the email address, uh, go to 744-4454, Javier Spectrum or Spectrum Ino, and they'll get the information to Javier. Or you can go to Mary, M-A-R-R-Y-E, Allen, A-L-L-E-N, dot, Aviano, A-V-I-A-N-O, at H B O. And then production abbreviated P-R-O-D dot com. There's the email that you can use to get this information also. So good luck with that, guys. Good luck with it. You know, I don't think. There's a bunch of old iron in this town. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, surprisingly, there's a lot of classics in this town. And in Arizona, there's a, there's a, a a lot, a lot of material out there that, like you said, if somebody just knows about they there's a, a very huge Tucson has a lot of 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 that type of iron floating around, and it's really amazing. That's People a beautiful that stuff old out. iron. Yeah, mainly because we don't have rust here. Why don't you bring your Challenger? Why don't you fire that thing up and go play? <laughs> oh, I should. You know, but it's a seventy muscle car. You know, that's probably not really that's not really what they're looking for. They he, Javier was right. They want run of the mill. You know, if you had a if you had a, a '67 Pontiac Le Mans four door, uh-huh. oh, that that'd be right. Mm-hmm. Or a Catalina Pontiac Catalina. Oh my God, they that would be the cat's meow. They would love you for that. Yeah. So. All right. But. All right. Well, we're out of time, Jimbo. Uh, so amazingly, I guess we've got to say goodbye to their listening audience.